Please be seated. And good morning again. So throughout this week, I wrestled with a word, well, more an idea for this sermon. It didn't grow out of the usual places where I'd find them, like scripture or a major event in the life of the church or a shared memory. No, but what kept coming back to me was the word witness. Witness. And before I even checked the scripture for today, I kept hearing witness in my head whenever I thought about what I'd be talking about this morning. Now, instead of wrestling with the Holy Spirit, which is never a good idea, I decided to go with it, to see where it leads. And it's not so much that I'm up here to witness, although that may be part of it, but witness is paying attention to how this congregation witnesses in their lives, how you dedicate all or part of your lives to being the gospel, to showing God's love in, what you, in all that you do, generosity, friendship, music, study together, community, and in service. Above all, really, service. St. Peter's is born to serve, I believe. And in service, I find our most profound, our most compelling witness, more powerful than words, our actions make us who we are. We're a community that's born to serve. Now, once I resolved to pay attention, to be a witness, if you will, to witness, I saw examples all over the place. Too many to name as I'd leave many out, but a few bare mentionings for reasons I hope will be self-evident as we go through this. Now, the first is obvious. This is the final week of Reverend Peggy's service with us here at St. Peter's. She's soon to be back at what might be called her home church in St. Nicholas in Maumelle. She's close by, but not here, and that's still going to take some getting used to. Now, I'm convinced that Peggy was born to serve. You can see it in her life, in her start as a deacon, whose very job description is built around service for the church and service for the community. Peggy excels in service, especially caring for those in pain or grief. She's truly passionate about this community, and its witness is in her service. Now, she's not here this week, so I can take some time loving on her without embarrassing her too much. But you all can do that next week when she's back, and I hope you do. I've been blessed to have Peggy by my side from before my first day here. Her smarts, experience, humor, and above all, her calm have been blessings to me and to all of us, more than I think we'll ever know. Now, I'm prone to repeat, as I'm doing now, that the women in this diocese are top to bottom exceptional. And the men, well, we're just okay. <laughs> and I proudly include myself in that latter group because the women make us greater than we could ever be on our own. Peggy is among that group of exceptional women, as is Reverend Linda, Reverend Terry, Reverend Peggy Hayes, and many more who have served here. We are who we are because of the exceptional women among us. Now, some might argue that that's generally the case, and it may be, that women make us great. I don't disagree, but sorry, guys. And I'm not just talking about the clergy. To a large extent, St. Peter's women make this place special as well. On Wednesday, I met with a few members of our amazing Daughters of the King chapter here. The topic was about money. 
always uncomfortable, and especially for these women who take as part of their vow not talking about money, you know, fundraising and such. That's part of their commitment, part of their vow. And I envy that clarity because in a church, the line between asking for money and being able to offer service is particularly muddy, and it's too easy to confuse the two, making raising money the means to the end instead of service, which is the end in itself. I know I've made that mistake before. Now, these women, these daughters, don't have this confusion. They are all about service, and serve they do. Never ones to brag about themselves, I will, for a bit. They are the prayer warriors who are always ready to pray for you and do every day. They are the meal providers. They are quick to give a ride to a, doc- to a doctor's appointment or help someone or anyone in need. They make sure the reception happens, the bereaved is fed, the prayer rises. And you may not know, but they're united by, among their vows and devotion, the crosses they wear as part of being a daughter. It's a universal symbol of selflessness, of support, of service. These daughters are among the exceptional women of this diocese. We men have some work to do, as usual. But we, that is, us men, do have our occasional bright points. Dan Allen and I stood by proudly at Thursday's noon rotary meeting, noonday rotary meeting, as Jerry Adams spoke passionately, powerfully, and emotionally about the situation in Syria and our responsibility to help the victims of that unjust, inhumane, evil conflict. Jerry and his partner, Natalie Larison, who is with Syrian Emergency Task Force, their powerful witness animated the presentation. I can guarantee that all who heard and watched were moved. Our work with the Syrian Emergency Task Force and especially the Wisdom House are testaments to our witness, our deep-seated desire to serve. The more we lean into these desires, I think, the more St. Peter's can make a difference in our community and in the world. And then once I started looking, I saw other witnesses all around You may know that in the past few weeks, we've lost two of our bright, bright stars. And they show, I think, how we witness, how we serve, even after death. First, during the Monday of Easter week, our dear brother Frank Jordan, he of the red scooter, the fancy clothes, the big smile, and the velvety Virginia accent, Frank left us that morning. Now, as you may know, Frank gave me clear instructions to keep my funeral homily short, talked about that a minute ago, which I promised to do at this Saturday's memorial, but he didn't say anything about my Sunday sermon. (laughs) Now, one of Frank's most powerful stories is from World War II. He served at Iwo Jima in the Pacific Theater. Yes, that Iwo Jima, whose image of the flag raising the morning after became the very symbol of the U.S. Marine Corps. Frank was a witness to that terrible battle, and he spoke powerfully of the Easter morning service held shortly after on the island. A resurrection among wars carnage. Frank left us before our own Easter celebration, but I believe he was here nonetheless, witnessing the raised Savior. And I imagine him joining the congregation as our lights went up, saying, the Lord is risen, the Lord is risen indeed. I'm pretty sure I heard him say that. You see, Frank's life is a witness, truly born to serve. Yesterday at 
10.48 a.m., another angel escaped our gearhusp. Donna Haller, the daughter of BJ, of the quick laugh, the passion for sports, especially football. She was a big Alabama fan, which is an error we won't hold against her too much. She departed in peace. Donna knew no stranger, always insisted on a hug following the service, whether COVID was happening or not, and held court at Mike's place most Sundays following the service. A couple of weeks ago at one such Sunday gathering at Mike's, Donna repeated emphatically that she wanted no kind of service at her funeral. Just set me loose on the side of Petty Jean Mountain, she said. And I promise we'll honor her wishes, but like Frank, Donna didn't say anything about the Sunday sermon. See, y'all need to be more specific in these kind of requests. And appropriately, Peggy was by her side for much of Friday and Saturday mornings, always, always serving. And then yesterday, those of us gathered witnessed an amazing act of service even after Donna's spirit departed. You see, she was an organ donor, an act that seemed so disconnected to, to, to the decision you make at the DMV, but an amazing almost resurrection act to the, to, well, to witness. The folks at the hospital assured us that by the end of yesterday, Donna would be changing the lives of families she never knew a gift of part of her bodily self that would change a family's future, save a life, or maybe save many lives, a gift of the deepest kind of hope to folks who may have lost that precious resource, lost hope. And what a powerful witness through to the end, a giant act of generosity and caring and love for a stranger, even in her death. That, my friends, is witness. That is service. Now, depending on which service you attend or how long you've been coming, you may not know Frank or Donna, but that's not important. Just know that they are the kind of witnessing, serving people that make St. Peter's the special place I believe it to be. You may not know them personally, but chances are great you'll meet someone like them as you leave today or gather in the lobby or or join us at some point during the week. St. Peter's is a witnessing, serving kind of place. It's in the very fabric of our being. It's in our DNA. We witness in the way that Jesus called our namesake in today's gospel, Peter, to witness. In an act that may cosmically erase the burden of Peter's earlier three denials at Jesus' passion, the resurrected Christ three times asked Peter whether Peter loves him. Peter says, yes, definitely yes. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. Witness. Serve. And finally, Jesus leaves them with a simple command, follow me. Today, we join those in our community. We join with Peggy, the Daughters of the King, with Jerry, with Frank, with Donna. We join them and the many, many, many others who, like Peter, listen to Jesus' commands. Feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. Follow me. We follow and we witness and we serve because that's who we are. Amen.